Emergency housing evictees have described horrendous accounts which could be in breach of human rights, according to the Commission. 33 people have come forward who have who, to the Human Rights Commission after it put out a call last month for the experiences of emergency housing users around the country. The Commission says the system has potentially breached human rights because there is no obvious recourse to justice for anyone poorly treated. Nationals housing spokesperson is Chris Bishop and he joins us now. Tenakwe and Mr Bishop, now your take on these experiences the Commission have been told. Not a surprise to me or I think any Member of Parliament frankly. Uh, emergency housing is a social and economic disaster. In the last five years the government spent over a billion dollars housing people in motels, a million dollars uh, per day and of course the conditions are horrific and we now have have uh, just under 4,000 New Zealand children waking up every morning in a hotel room. It's not something that I think anyone wants to see, and the sooner we can end it, the better. And how can it be ended? Well, it's a symptom. Emergency housing is a symptom of our dysfunctional uh, housing market uh, and the failure of the government to uh, facilitate enough private sector homes to be built, but also enough social houses uh, to be built. It's worth remembering that the Labor government said they would fix our appalling housing numbers, but haven't. Uh, on every metric, things are worse now than they were uh, five years ago. So we need to uh, build more houses is the simple solution across uh, the country, uh, private sector houses, but also social houses as well, uh, and make sure that no New Zealand child ever has to wake up in a motel room. Mm. Emergency housing was introduced by National. Obviously, that has skyrocketed since then. Where did it go wrong? Was this the need underestimated when it was put in place? Well, emergency housing started as a short-term measure in 2016. It was meant to be a one- or two-week thing to tide people over before they uh, moved into a social house. But since then, it's just skyrocketed, as you say, and it's now become a, a permanent and institutionalised part of the government bureaucracy. Uh, so, you know, the fact that we now spend a million dollars a day housing people in motels is a sign of deep dysfunction and massive institutional state failure. Uh, and so we have to uh, facilitate more private sector homes to be built and make sure we've got a rental market that's functioning, because, of course, the reason why everyone ends up on the state house wait list uh, and then uh, ends up in a motel is because they can't afford the private rental market. And rents are up 140 bucks a week uh, in the last five years. And frankly, government policy has made some of uh, made some of that worse. Removing interest deductibility, extending the bright line test, some of the tenancy law changes the government's put in place have put pressure on rents. And of course, that has meant more people mm. waiting for a state house and more people in emergency housing. So there are a lot range of things we need to do to make sure that the rental market operates properly. Mm. And just, we're running out of time, Mr Bishop, but just quickly, you still stand by that commitment that if National gets in, you'll get rid of that state housing waiting list? The aim of public policy has to be that no, if anyone who is in need of uh, state housing or social housing can get it, and absolutely that's my goal as uh, hopefully the Housing Minister in a year or so's time. Kia ora for your time today, National Housing Spokesperson Chris Bishop.